Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. So you guys are familiar with public bathrooms, right? I pass them from time to time. You're two <laughs> frequent users? <laughs> this may be up your alley. Who knows? Have you ever been at a urinal and the guy comes up next to you and just starts talking to you? Yes, it's the worst. Uncomfortable? Okay. I just that, that's, that's all I had. I just wanted to... Wanted to know what y'all felt about that. Because I had a guy do that to me today. I was about to say, did you? is this experience? Uh, yeah, let me. I should preface. I'm not trying to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask. I'm I'm somebody that this happened to. You're like pulling the room. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy, super nice, came up, you know, sitting there peeing. He comes up, starts, I assume, peeing as well. Hey, he didn't check. I didn't check. <laughs> is it weirder if he wasn't peeing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He been, if he just came up beside, he could have been playing a Game Boy Color or something. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't watching. But he just started saying, "You know, hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Going, going good, it's, man. It's coming out. It, <laughs> things are <laughs> the stream is strong." Yeah, it, yeah. You're not. You're like, is he? Is he asking me how I'm doing emotionally or how my bowel movement is is going? You're you having know? a bowel movement at the <laughs> urinal. I guess not a bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's talking to you. <laughs> That's why he was inquiring about <laughs> how you were doing. Because that needs help. Because I because I was sitting down at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> because because it's this grown man having a BM. What is, or, it, what is it called when you're just peeing? I, I would just peeing. Urinary Taking a leak. Movement. Urinary movement. A urinary <laughs> movement. A urinary <laughs> release. That guy was genuinely concerned because you were <laughs> facing the wrong direction. <laughs> you're, sit, you're sitting on the urinal and you're like, man, this is really using a lot of my leg strength <laughs> because you can't actually sit on it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a half squat uh -huh. is what you're doing. And you locked eyes with him when he walked up because you yeah. saw him coming in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, I, I clocked him when he walked in the door and I just kind of followed him. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. tracking. You were facing your six at that point, like yeah. <laughs> all the way around. Ugh. Well, okay. At first you framed the guy as weird. And now we understand, now that we have a clarity, that you were the, we the weird we, one. We don't know anything about this guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, we don't we don't know what he's into, what his proclivities are. He could be, in fact, weird. <laughs> no matter what you were doing, are you sure he wasn't on the phone? Mm, that's like, a good. That's actually a really talking, good. And yeah, you, you were like the weird guy that started interjecting in his phone conversation. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're using a urinal, hang up. But like, it'd be weird if he was talking to him. He's like, yeah, hey, hey, babe, how are you doing? And Alan just said, we're in the urinal next to him. He's like, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I love it when he calls me, babe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Can't confirm. He could have been. He could have had an earbud in the ear. I couldn't see. But I'm pretty sure he was talking to me. All the rest of the conversation made it seem like I was the primary subject. What were some other pieces of the conversation so we can kind of narrow down if maybe he was still talking on the phone and Alan was just having a full fledged conversation yeah, yeah. with this guy when he was on the phone? We get to the bottom of it here. So first thing, like I said earlier, he said, you know, hey, how's it going? I said, good. Um, <laughs> He said, "Were you lying?" I, I, I was lying through my teeth. <laughs> Things were not going great. <laughs> you know, he, he introduced himself, and so I said, "You know, hey, I'm, I'm new here. I'm Alan." And to, then he like, said, "New to the urinal, or new, new to, to the new job? to the bathroom in general." I, said, 
I hadn't been at all since I worked there. You're like, I'm exploring my space. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little weirder from there, though. Oh. Um, it's like, what's your favorite dinosaur? No, no, he did not. You weren't there. <laughs> How much is true on this what? podcast? What? <laughs> what, did, what did you say? What was your answer to the dinosaur question? Uh, Ankylosaurus. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. One of the one of the deeper cuts, I think. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you. Unless he was on the phone with someone, maybe he was talking to customer service, and there was like a lull in the conversation while they were looking. Or like his <laughs> like his autistic kid or something, yeah, you know? He's like, "How long have you been here?" You know, <laughs> you like IT when they're like, yeah. "Give me one second, we patch into this." And he's yeah, just he's sitting like there on typing the phone. on his computer, and you're just kind of sitting there in silence. Give us a give us your best IT guy voice. Yeah. All right, uh, okay, you wanna you wanna. Role play this real quick. Uh, maybe give us an example of maybe the situation. Ring, ring. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start this? What is this? IT department of a rotary phone? <laughs> I mean, I could, I could put in a, like a phone now noise. You don't have to do it. Right, go, go, go. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> you know. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance or training purposes. Hello, you've reached the IT department. What's your issue? Hey, yeah, I can't find my files on my computer. Uh, let me check here. Um, did you turn on your computer? How do I know? <laughs> Excuse, did you say, how did you know? How would you know? Like, uh, how, how would I know if it's on? Well, this, the, the, the screen would be on. Is that this light here? The light? Do you mean the big box? The big, yeah, the big box <laughs> thing, and it has light coming out of it? Is that on? Yeah, yes. If, is that okay. on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What files are we looking for? Um, don't, don't think too hard about this. It seems weird. <laughs> if you think too hard about this. Uh, can I get reported for this? Or is this like, this is like a, this, I have immunity here? So, um, this isn't like a client attorney privilege situation, so, I, no. But, I, but listen, I'm not here to go through laws with you. Uh, just can you tell me the files? Yeah, but first, can you promise you won't look at anything you see? You just want me to or close my eyes? Close? <laughs> As I go through your operating you system? <laughs> that's what you have to do. Okay, um, okay. I just, or just don't speak about oh, really? it uh, outside of this. Can you promise me that? Can you promise you want to speak about this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, Stevie Wonder this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Stevie Wonder this whole thing here. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah. Um, all right, will you give me control of the computer real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah, here you go. I don't know how to do that, but sure. Okay, here, I got it up. <laughs> you didn't even know how to turn it on, that makes sense. Alright, uh, it's weird, your background is you dressed as a unicorn. <laughs> and you put it up! You put it up as your background, that's okay though. No, I got matter. that at a convention. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's cool, it was, it was cool. Alright, here, files, um, okay, give me one, give me one second here, and let me, let me get through this. Do you need, like, a folder name or anything? Yeah, uh, go ahead and give me, go ahead and give me a folder name. Are you? Do you have an earpiece in, or I'm not, I'm not on speaker, right? No, no, this is a speaker. It's uh, I have two giant <laughs> car speakers <laughs> that I am running this through, and I'm patched into the whole office. Yeah, it's, but there are other people working, so it's just it's just audio soup in here. <laughs> so really, nobody's hearing you because everybody else is also on loud. That's good. That's good. I'll just I'll just spell it out. It's, it's easier that way. Uh, it starts with a B. A, a, a B. Okay. Then we lead into an I. Okay. Uh, after that is a G. Okay. Big. Uh, oh, 
Don't say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that uh, that's between all right, you and all you. All right, we had you. Uh, right. You promised uh, immunity here. Well, um, you, pro- I, you said that I should go blind, not that I can't spell, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of noticed by your voice, I, you probably couldn't spell. And then we lead into a space. Okay. Uh, then there's a big P. A big P. Like a no, bigger than normal P. I, I can only shift P, so it's only, I can only do one big P. Yeah, that'll be good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> then we lead into uh, an O. Okay. And then an N. And then there's a little Y hanging on there. Um, so, you should be able to find that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got it. A big po- big pony. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to that. There you go. Uh, give me one second. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how's your day going? Uh, it's going fine. I am, Are you new here? I, I am not. This is the first time I have had to search up the file Big Pony, though. Oh, well, that's... You work for our children's research hospital, so this is kind of a weird <sighs> file to be on this computer. It's scientific, um, purely scientific research stuff. All right, here's a picture of you with a uh, a dog. It's your. Are you marrying this dog? The dog is in a wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The dog agency. has a, a title on it. Says pony. Do you? <laughs> You think dogs are ponies? Um, I call everything pony. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you to saddle up, pony. Uh, the FBI is coming for you. Oh. Uh, I just, I just, <laughs> I just turned you in. <laughs> Not again. Had <laughs> issues. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, that's <laughs> there's a there's a whole situation of uh, an IT call. <laughs> What do you think about that, Alan? Getting into a glimpse of Evan's computer. Yeah. Um, I think Big Big Pony scares me. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not big on that. Not big on Evan, honestly. <laughs> uh, just. I was told there would be immunity here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Questionable Detour. Let's do a hypothetical. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. Our listeners will know that we're classy people that only dine at five-star Michelin restaurants. You know, the top of the top. We we bump elbows with the most powerful, most influential people of all time. But in an effort to be relatable to the common man, to the Saturday worker, we're going to talk a little bit about drive throughs and fast food. So when y'all are driving through that long line, and you're talking to the box with just some voice coming out of it, and you go up to that window and you grab food that you didn't see be made by a bunch of strangers that you paid below $10 for, <laughs> that is not at all healthy. How are y'all handling going through a drive-thru? All right. So as as you mentioned, we generally dine at Cracker Barrel or better, I think. <laughs> It's a five star um, restaurant. Standard? They they have five stars on their aprons if they're <laughs> if they're a good employee yeah, they yeah. do. So Cracker Barrel better is the standard. Um, but every now and then, if we're in a hurry or somebody else wants something, mm. we'll go to a fast food restaurant. And when I pull up to the drive through, I just like to just whisper sweet nothings in there. You you whisper? I whisper in the drive through. They don't know what I'm ordering. Do you roll the window down? <laughs> no. <laughs> They just can't hear you. I crack it right at the very top. <laughs> you pull up and you're like, 
I'm like a number one with a Coke. Mm-hmm. And it's just... They don't hear you? No, no. <laughs> like, sir, can you turn off your engine? Uh, can you, you, can you give us your anything? <laughs> Are you on a Harley? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're talking so softly, they can't even hear you over your Prius engine. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't do that. If they can't hear me, that's, that's on them. The customer service, they should come out to my car yeah. and... Mm-hmm figure out what I'm trying to say. That's how they did it in the 50s. Like, mm-hmm. why are we so much better than you, we were in the 50s, you know? You you like a lot of things that were based in the 50s, mm-hmm. don't you? Tread carefully, brother. That fast food was better then. I'm just going to say Okay, the, well, he's a hot take. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Controversial opinion. But You sound like you're very timid in this situation. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if the worker were to come out to you, you would maybe slink back into the back of the car, kind of away from mm-hmm. him, like a like a abused dog. Yeah, I would look like, you're familiar with the children's toy of Slinky, I would slink <laughs> like that into the back seat. That's how I move when fear really gets me. <laughs> Just one body part at a time. Yep, yep. <laughs> slowly. And that's how you move when you're afraid? Yeah, yeah. Most people run. Um, I choose a different method. You're whispering and you're cracking the window. Why are you so scared of the talking box? I'm worried they might learn too much about me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because you immediately give way too much information? Yeah, I start off, hey, I'd like a number one with a Coke. Here is my social security number. <laughs> um, relevant bank account information. I have a weird rash in my I have groin. a weird rash. <laughs> And I'm worried that they'll take all that information. I'm worried they'll get my voice. Ah, yeah. So if I talk normal, that box, box is going to know how I sound. They're going to be using my voice all over town. So you drive up to the fast food restaurant in a tinfoil hat. Mm -hmm. Lots of conspiracies bouncing around in that car. Yeah, tinfoil hat. On the mind. Yeah, I've got on a bee suit. You know, just (laughs) I don't keep. Wait, why? I I don't keep bees. It just feels like it should protect me. So you drive up to the fast food restaurant mm-hmm. in a bee suit and a tinfoil hat. Yeah. You crack the window and whisper. Mm. I like how you're so afraid of the danger that you think is going to happen, but you're not afraid enough not to go. No, I still need to go. I mean, <laughs> I've, 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 I've got to eat somehow. <laughs> but that gives me to the next portion of this is paying for my food. Sure. So when I pay for my food, I pull up to the window and what a sight that is, by the way, for those that <laughs> what a poor, sight. what a sight, poor worker. Uh, there's no way they, no way they saw me coming. We saw you coming. You're not incognito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they saw me. They just couldn't have guessed that I was going to be dressed yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. But when I get up there to pay, I don't pay with money. I only pay with corn products. <laughs> like this is worth two corn on the cobs. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, so currency for me is, is kind of corn-based, you know? Sure. So like a sack of corn kernels, that's like pennies, that's you pennies, know? Right, right, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Um, what is the most valuable piece of corn uh, product? I'm going to say just a, a gallon of high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Liquid gold, as you call Liquid it. Liquid gold, yes. <laughs> You've got like, you know, below that, you got your full stock. <laughs> okay. You yeah, know? Yeah. I would be interested to see you pay with full stocks of corn. Yeah. It'd be like a weird jousting situation where you're trying to stick I just kind of just, just shoving it through there. They're <laughs> acting like they don't want it, but it's money, so they've got to take it. 
they just give you the food to go away. I I, I think that's what they've started doing. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried convincing them that corn is the backbone of America? Yeah, I'm like, hey, hold on, let me come in there for a second. You guys don't really know, you know, you don't know what's going on. I got to explain this to you. So I bring good. in my stalks and my jugs of syrup. It's good you've overcome your fear of them from just five minutes previous. Well, once I saw that they seemed to be afraid of me, <laughs> some sort of a superiority complex yeah. comes over me, and now I'm in charge, and maybe they're a leader. I don't know. I just. <laughs> You got kind of power hungry. We'll see. We'll see how things go when I get inside. You know, <laughs> you haven't gotten inside yet. I haven't. No, <laughs> they locked the door. I'm walking around the parking lot getting amped. You know, <laughs> drinking corn syrup. <laughs> what music? What song? What song are you listening to uh, to get amped up? Cotton Eye Joe. Um, no, no, Cotton Eye Joe. It's a uh, uh, Man Eater by Hall and Oates. <laughs> <laughs> how could you not pick a corn song like the band Corn? Two on the nose for you. Yeah, yeah. You're, obviously, you want to be taken seriously. Obviously, I know so many corn songs, <laughs> and that's that's not even in question. So don't even insinuate that. It was just two on the nose. Yeah, yeah. You want to be taken seriously. Yeah, not, you're not yeah. a jester. I'm a man of business. <laughs> they were just a little too aggressive for your taste. Yeah, it like. yeah. You overcome your fear. You're out there in the parking lot. I assume punch dancing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Very sweaty from the bee suit. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of ventilation in there. No, no. <laughs> you go from the conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat guy to the guy in a bee suit in a tinfoil hat aggressively dancing. I think that there's a lot of crossover in conspiracy guys and bee suits. <laughs> I don't have any information to prove that, but that's just a thought that, that has come to me. They got to be planning for something. They, yeah, what what are they getting all that honey for? <laughs> Have you um have you successfully gotten uh, a restaurant to take your currency? <sighs> no, I don't usually. I really haven't ever made it in the door, to be honest with you. Yeah, and using corn is kind of hard to break a window. Like, it is. I'm sure you tried. It was just kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, you're in the clinks off the off the window. You just kind of throw it one piece at a time, and <laughs> nothing nothing really happens. When's the next time you slinky away? <laughs> I want to. I really want to talk about the slinky maneuver that you use. So. <laughs> The only time that that happens is if they're if they go get their manager, sure, because they're just some they're just minimum wage employee working on a Saturday. You know they got they're not they're not they, interested they're, in messing with me. They're not getting me. paid enough to care about no, this no. guy in a bee suit punch dancing. So they go get Mr. Salary in the back office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they paid say ten dollars an hour. Get out, <laughs> get out of here, manager. We've got a got a lunatic out here and i'm like finally i get to talk to the guy in yeah, charge yeah yeah well he comes out and he hadn't had a good day <laughs> he had to open this morning five o'clock in the morning he had to be there unload the truck i mean things are things are not going great for my manager and just berates me yeah. tells me my currency is worthless tells me i speak like like a sims character probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He tells me that I speak like a like a Sims character, and it just that dominance puts me in my place, and I again <laughs> slinky away. <laughs> the roller coaster of so your it's, superiority complex is ridiculous. It's kind of like a think of it as like a bell curve. You know, slinky me is on the bottom of each curve. <laughs> You're slinking away when you feel bad and when you feel good. Yeah, yeah. It's and at, at the top is me surrounded by corn and corn products. <laughs> You feel a big emotion. Yeah. You feel like a slinky going down some stairs. Yeah. That's insane. 
All right, Evan. You're going through a drive-thru. What, what are you doing? What are you doing when you go through a drive-thru? Kind of like Alan. You know, fear drives a lot of what we do here. <laughs> um, we both know. So when I roll up to a drive-thru, I'm always very conscious of my surroundings. Some people may say overly conscious of my surroundings. Sure. I did see the periscope like you see on a submarine coming out of the top of your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you use that while you're driving? Well, it's surround. Surround view. You know, 360 view. You always know what's around you. Yeah. Um, can always be on the lookout for things. <laughs> for the Red October, you know. <laughs> just for another submarine. Just for, you know. You'll never be caught off guard with a periscope in your car. So taking that in mind, when I pull up to a drive through I want to let the people know kind of to be on the lookout as well. But kind of when I, I give my order, you know, I go through, yeah, can I get a bean burrito, a chicken quesadilla? Be careful, they're watching. Okay. And... <laughs> They're like, they they repeat the order back to me, and they say, uh, a bean burrito and a chicken cat. What was that last piece? Oh, n- nothing else. Be careful, but they're watching. They're behind you. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. You know, and they usher me to the window. So, Alan, do you want to play the minimum wage worker at the intercom um, taking Evan's order? I just kind of want to see how this is played out. Yeah, I'd love to. Hey, welcome to Taco Bell. Can I take your order? <laughs> yeah, can I get a bean burrito? Uh, maybe some extra nacho cheese on this. Be careful, they're behind you. They're always watching. Uh huh. What was that last? What was that last part? Oh, uh, I said bean burrito. Um, I wanted a chicken quesadilla too. If y'all still had any. Yeah, y'all. we got them. You got them. Okay. <laughs> There will be no warning. It will come in the night. Be careful where you walk. And you say you want. You say you want some cinnamon twists. <laughs> He's upselling you. Uh, yeah. I mean, if that's what it. Yeah, I'll take some cinnamon. That actually sounds pretty good. All right. Yeah. Just come on. Pull around there to the window. Don't don't stop at the first window. That was closed off. Go to the next window. That's where we're gonna get your order done at. Thank you. Oh, thanks. So once I make it to the window. I assume you'll pull up to the window and it's a man wearing a straw hat and overalls. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Alan. Barefoot on a dirty floor back there. Man with a, trying to sell me corn. (laughs) Yeah. So I I get up to the window and, you know, I'm kind of just always looking around, obviously. Sweating. Because I have what some people call paranoia. Yeah. Um, And, you know, maybe I look over and I see what I think is a red laser on the guy's chest. I jump through the window, I tackle him. Cause oh, because you're selfless. I'm selfless. Uh, and I just know that, hey, any moment something could happen, red laser is never a good thing. Alan, follow me here. I think Evan knows he's going to be wrong about this since there's nobody watching him, and he's the one with the laser <laughs> <laughs> pointing it at this poor guy taking his order and just, just to tackle him. I think he's got a laser attached to his periscope. <laughs> And he's he's pointing it <laughs> while looking at the guy in the window. <laughs> that could be true. I'm not going to say. Either way, I do yell sniper, get down, tackle him through the window, and then give him a couple pets on the head and make sure he's okay. Sure. Okay. Wow. Um, you've been arrested for assault. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now I'm just thinking, 
that Evan is claiming that people are watching this poor man. He's right behind you, quote unquote. Evan, are you the people <laughs> that you're warning this guy about? Well, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> Which is always a good answer. Yeah. So I don't go into it thinking, hey, I'm going to eventually be behind this guy. <laughs> hmm. No, no, it's pretty, that's good. That's, pretty, that's a good. That's uh, good. It's, <laughs> it's a great sentence. <laughs> But it just always ends up that I'm behind a guy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how this keeps happening. Sometimes I'm at a six, sometimes I'm at a nine. <laughs> I, I just like to keep it fresh, you know? It's just wherever we end up on the floor. Oh, God. <laughs> You're probably behind the guy somewhere, just in a ghillie suit, like in the bushes, being the person that you're <laughs> saying is watching him. Yeah. I mean... I try to go out there, kind of like before I pull into the drive-thru. I sit out there a little bit through the night, so maybe he'll get a glimpse of me through the window. And so mm. when I start whispering it to him, he's like, Oh, well, he gets it. starting to make sense a little bit. Yeah. You know, There was a man in a poorly made ghillie suit in the parking lot. Not even with the other leaves and grass. But it wasn't, because it's a parking lot, it wasn't a ghillie suit made out of leaves and grass. It was like gravel strapped to like <laughs> pieces of double-sided tape. Yeah. And some cardboard that kind of fell out of the dumpster yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. off the side. It's just sitting in the parking lot now. But at least you won't be called a liar. Because, I mean, yeah. you made it true. Yeah, and I'll be seen as a hero. Um, <laughs> which isn't why no. I do it. But it's a good perk. Are you How- doing all this so that they'll give you a job? You want to work at Taco Bell? I mean, times have been tough lately. I mean, um, the guy that took your order did it was not literate, he's, Yeah, he, <laughs> the qualifications are... Low. What do they have that I don't? How long are you following the uh, the worker, the employee, after you go through the drive-thru? Do you order through the drive-thru, get your food, and then go inside? <laughs> eat just there? eat in front of him. <laughs> just sit at a table and watch, watch him. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would check out. In the ghillie suit. In the, in the cardboard, the gravel ghillie suit. Yeah. So he knows that it was actually me the whole time. <laughs> Really he like never wanted to be incognito. No. You just <laughs> Mental illness comes in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> I'm going to go away from the whole tinfoil hat thing that you two have seemed to <laughs> adopted. Uh, here's what I do when I go through the drive-thru. I am a competitive guy, right? I, I, I see something I think I can do it better. And fast food restaurants are no different. So I'll go through, <laughs> I'll go through the drive-thru and I'll start ordering at the at the menu. They'll come over the speaker and I'll be ordering and they just hear a faint Asian music playing in the background. Go ahead and give me some Asian music there, Alan, just to kind of set the mood for everybody. (laughs) I'm so glad you did that and I didn't. That was the single from Alan called Bong Dong Dong. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, they, that's what they hear in the background. And the order goes pretty much normal other than that. Well, when I pull up to the window in my 1998 Volkswagen bug. <laughs> Sexy. Not round. Not a straight line on that car. Kirby. <laughs> What they see in these untinted windows is a hole 
feudal Chinese fish market stretching from the dash back to the back seat. And it is packed. It is packed full of old Asian men wheeling and dealing in different <laughs> types of seafood with that same music. Going to give me that same music again, Alan? <laughs> Set the mood here. Hit the play button. Hit the play button. <laughs> That's it, yep. And then <laughs> cigarette smoke is just billowing yeah. out of your car. <laughs> Lots of cigarette smoke. It smells like fish. This just is dice being yeah, played. Dice just <laughs> tossing against the window. And my my old Asian man, he could be ninety, he could be hundred and twenty five, you don't know. <laughs> Bo Ching Fing. He's sitting in the front seat with just like a, a pencil behind his ear, just yelling in Chinese. At the at the poor worker inside, making sure I get the best deal mm. from the worker, and it's a trade. Like I said, I'm very competitive. Yeah. I'm trying to sell the the various fish and other seafood back to the the worker inside the window. He he gives me the bag of food I ordered. I'm offering him squid, you know, like a sea urchin, like on a stick. I think. Mm-hmm. So know. you're straight up bartering, or are you actually giving him money as well? No, food. I'm bartering. I, ne- okay. I never showed up with money. Yeah, the economy of the fish market in the car doesn't have a lot of cash flowing in it. <laughs> it's, it's just fish being passed around by about five old Asian men. Yeah, a lot of the cash investment seems like it went into the the 1998 Volkswagen. Bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even my car. It was Bo Ching Finn's car. <laughs> I was gonna ask I, that. So you. You didn't set up the fish market in there. It just kind of came it with was, the vehicle. It was already kind of its own little complex yeah, ecosystem. Yeah. And I just got in the car, and they were so busy, you know, trading and dealing fish mm. to each other. They didn't even notice. And then you started driving. Yeah, I just started driving, and I, you know, I just kind of assimilated into the mm-hmm. into the society that is Little China. And you've been driving ever since. I've been driving ever since. I put on like a headband, you mm. know, like a like a like a samurai warrior, yeah. which is not Chinese. Um, Japanese. but I. I didn't ask them a lot about their history. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really delve into what they were. I don't speak the language, but let me tell you. Do you when, look like you would speak the language? I, I get that a lot. <laughs> As a white male from the, the south of the United States. You would guess what country they're from the same way that like our grandparents would yeah. assume they're all just... They're all Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> that, that's very true. They could be Vietnamese. I, I didn't ask. But let me tell you, my friend Bo Chin Fin, he'll fight for it. He's fought for me every time I go up to a, a fast food restaurant. He, he doesn't let me get away with a bad deal. Is he fighting for you or is he fighting for the economy of the fish market? He's fighting for both, but he's literally fighting. Mm. I oh. mean, I, the moment I pull up to the window, you will see this 93-year-old Asian man backflip right outside the window. And he'll do like a Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee type. Almost, it, it seems so smooth that it's almost a dance, but it's it's karate moves. Hmm. Just That's out awesome. in the parking lot, just looking, staring down <laughs> the poor worker. Like the worker's not gonna, the worker's not gonna fight him. Obviously, okay. training scene out of Mulan. It's exactly what it is. I get out there with him. Like it's it's like turns into a montage. You're both dancing on trees. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> punching, you know, breaking boards. <laughs> Like also in Mulan, she's dressed as a man. Are you dressed as a woman? Yes. Okay. I have the kimono mm-hmm. on with like the block shoes. Yeah. I'm <laughs> twisting my ankle constantly. My ankle is turning <laughs> over. 
again, I do think that's Japanese. Uh, again, <laughs> again, I did not really, I, I, I did not really ask them. Okay, but yeah, it's the training montage of every karate movie you ever see out there in the McDonald's parking lot. It has the it has the classic Chinese music over it. You want to give me that? Bong dong 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 dong. Did that that have a hit of Star Wars in it? <laughs> yeah, that had a hit of Star Wars in it. I, what, what? How did the first one go? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but it's evolving into the Emperor's March. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but then training can't last all day. I got to get back in the car. Yeah. Get the get the mm-hmm. fish market economy pumping. Do you ever have to fight in the market? <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, a lot of the old Asian men, they have very short fuses, so there's a lot of slapping. That so, seems so like, unlike them. Yeah. yeah, just slapping each other just as quickly as possible. Just turning around, slapping. I'm in mid-driving. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> swerving. Fish, is, fish are going everywhere. They slap you with the fish or with their open hand? They, they've been known to slap me with the fish. Yeah. They're yeah. very ingenuitive. <laughs> uh, you don't get much fast food, do you? I get a lot of food fast. <laughs> but it's and not necessarily order fast the food. food. But you don't actually usually don't drive away with a lot of food, do you? Well, no, and nobody else gets the food because by the time we get to the window, a bunch of fights have broken out in the car. Yeah. Is you know, and we block the window. So nobody's getting past us. We're just it's just yeah. a car of six people. One white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as an Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just we're all slapping each other. It's just slap it was fish. People are like, they'll work it out. <laughs> Not gonna get between that, <laughs> but it doesn't stop in the car. Like we we become best friends. It's turned into like a '90s sitcom where we just kind of go. Li- we live with, with each other too. The sitcom is called "Let's Chop Sticks Together," and it has like a, it has a very fun like intro. And it's just like me and I. You know, you know it, how yeah, you know how really, the, the characters look at the camera and smile and give like a gesture. Really '90s, yeah. And it's like me, and then it's my my five Asian friends. But but Zach's. Uh, Zach's gesture is when the camera pans to him, he's like fumbling with chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> then he just kind of looks disheveled at the camera. Yeah. And it's just, it's my five Asian old men just shaking their heads at me. Yeah. It ran for one season. <laughs> Let's chopsticks together. Too um, much fighting over fish. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the it was, narrative never really changed. This was a lo- plot to a lot of episodes. <laughs> But that's how we handle going through drive-thrus. Uh, we might be scared of the employees like Alan and kind of slinky his way around the car, but then all of a sudden get a, a, a vote of confidence and try to overpower them, I think. Yeah, that was that was the, the gist of it, yeah. <laughs> we could also be like Evan, who warns people that some, somebody's watching them, but the then he himself is the person watching them. So that's... Be the change you want to see in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you could be like me. Have lots of friends. But a specific set of friends. Very specific. All crammed into a Volkswagen Beetle. All crammed into a 1998 Volkswagen Beetle. Well, there you go. So we never want to neglect helping people learn. And we never want to neglect what's happening out in the world. Because I know people come here to escape on the Questionable Detour. You know, the world's rough. And people just need to get away. But we're not going to let them get away from what's going on in the world. So we're going to turn it over to our sister station, QDNPR, to let us know about current events that are happening out in the world. (laughs) 
Welcome to QD NPR. I am Zacchaeus. I am joined here with my compadres, Evanescence and Alejandro. Today, we have a riveting story from the great, great country of Russia. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to Alejandro. Alejandro, what is today's story? Thank you, Zacchaeus. A pet cat was recently thrown off a train and died in cold weather. Now thousands want the conductor to lose her job. It begs the question, how many owners did this cat have? Did he have thousands of owners? Everyone says they're like a spirit on the wind. (laughs) No one can harness them and own them. Alejandro, was that, was your source for that quote a Native American person? Yes, my source was a Native American born and raised in Russia. (laughs) I want to pass it over to Evanescence, who is a resident expert about throwing cats off trains. (laughs) Evanescence, what was the velocity and trajectory of the cat coming off of this locomotive? The thing people don't always understand when it comes to uh, cats being thrown off trains is just how good they are at landing on their feet. So when you're really trying to injure a cat or when you're throwing it off a train, you got to make sure you tie up its legs first. Um, (laughs) It can't land on its feet, but you want to send it at a horizontal speed of at least 35 miles per hour. Um, Once you get that, you know it's going to separate itself from the air pocket of the train and really make a good impact on the ground. They land on their feet, and then their head, then their feet, then their head, then their feet. (laughs) That happens. Evanescence, as the resident expert of cats being thrown off locomotives, what would you rate the the train conductor's toss? In technique, I gotta give it only a 6 to a 7 out of 10. Um, In societal impact, 10 out of 10. (laughs) It does seem like he he had a far reach, even if the throw was not very far. The cat may not have gone far, but her spirit did. (laughs) I'm going to pass it back to Alejandro, who is our boots-on-the-ground journalist. Alejandro, in Russia right now, what what is the attitude and atmosphere of the residents of this this town? Yes, Zacchaeus, thousands are up in arms over the death of this cat. Um, Currently, they have the train conductor just chained to a wall. They are... Hurling cats. They're hurling. They're hurling cats. They are. Headed. They are hurling cats, both living and dead, <laughs> at the train conductor. Really giving them a taste of his own medicine. Yes, many things have come out about this train conductor since throwing the cat from the train. This train conductor is someone who eats mayonnaise on a hot dog. Oh God. Disgusting. He was a terrorist to begin with. Also was on Epstein's flight logs. (laughs) Those two are the same thing. (laughs) Now, Alejandro, do you have an interview from a local for us? Yeah. (laughs) You you don't, but just go ahead and grab the guy behind you. Hold on. (laughs) Now, Alejandro, here we have a soundbite from a Russian local on the matter. So we're going to go ahead and play that. Hello, this is Russian local. I want to say that I love cat. I love cat when they are wild and big like tiger. I love cat when they are small like little kitten. 
I do not think that people should be throwing them from the trains. You should only throw enemies of the Kremlin from trains. Can't do nothing wrong to Russian parties. Only throw enemies of the state. <laughs> now, Alejandro, as you're as you are there in Russia, what's the overall atmosphere of the people? What are they saying? Yeah, Zacchaeus, there are more mourners here than I would have ever imagined. You would you think of Russia as a happy place? <laughs> Everyone is distraught. It's safe to say. 100% it's all because of this cat. I can't think of a single other reason for them to be this upset. There have been some uh, groups popping up, picket signs, protesting the, the life of this person, this conductor. One of the groups that came out is, why that cat go splat? <laughs> they're, conf they're, confu they're confused about a situation. They just saw the aftermath. <laughs> They didn't see how it happened. These people showed up after. <laughs> They're not even sure who the conductor is and why he's a why he's hated so much. They're a bandwagon group. They, yeah. <laughs> the group we need to feel fine for the feline is also in attendance supporting the punishment to the conductor. There's actually been some news stations that have popped up in honor of this cat's death and kind of as a in memoriam. This news station called What's New Pussycat? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of added that on the end, and it, it does make the name a little long. But it's, I think but it, it speaks to the fact that they were caught by surprise. Yeah, they are in woe. In fact, there's another group that were also caught by surprise by this incident. The group, we did not see that coming. <laughs> they did not see. They did not see the events transpire, and they all now they are confused. There is a group against the train conductor named "Let's Run a Train on Him." <laughs> that does not does does not like him. <laughs> Many people against the train conductor feel like the train should have been going at a slower speed. They said it should have just been pooting around. <laughs> Alan, I think I heard their uh, slogan for that group was actually, why are they always Russian? <laughs> when the dogs were told about this cat's untimely death, they just said, so be it. For the first time in the history of Russia, a tragedy has struck. Unfortunately, this is the tragedy. <laughs> we will be keeping you updated as we get updates ourselves. But for this episode of QDNPR, I'm Zacchaeus. For Evanescence and Alejandro, good night. Listen, we always want to thank uh, the QD NPR guys, um, really just keeping us abreast to the situations around the world. I, I, I really, I don't know what I would do without them. I wouldn't know anything that's happening outside mm -hmm. of, yeah. you know, my immediate vicinity. They always just know so much. If you want the surface stories, go to CNN, go to Fox News, blah, you know, but if you want the actual stuff that's impacting 
our world. QDNPR. That's the way to go. We so, follow the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> they follow the Shadow Realm. Are you, you're like dressed in like a wizard cloak right now. <laughs> yeah, they follow the Shadow Realm. The stuff you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we trust the QDNPR to be up on current events, but you can trust us here at Questionable Detour to be the wisest people you know. Let's help people out with their life problems. How can I help? What can I do? I want to do a nice thing for you. I need help. All right. Our first request comes from a longtime listener, fan of the pod, Jondro. He says, hello, Detourist. This is Jondro once again, coming to you seeking advice. My brother and sister-in-law have been together for eight years, and my sister-in-law, Cassie, is a beloved member of our family. Unfortunately, so is their dog, Sadie. Okay. Unfortunately. (laughs) They all all hate the dog. (laughs) For some unknown reason, me and my parents, and even my extended family, constantly mix up Cassie and Sadie's name, and it's terribly embarrassing every time. How can we fix this? Thanks a million, and keep up the great work. Oh, well, welcome back, Jondro. Um, uh, man, you always, you have a lot of problems. <laughs> you got a lot of problems that need fixing, and I'm glad you come to us for it. So it seems like from his email that he's just uh, classic mix up here. You know, classic getting a human being mixed up with a dog. It happens to <laughs> us all the time. Well, all right, Jondro, tough, tough situation you got here. Here's the thing, man. You have wires getting crossed all over the place. And my advice to you was is to remove a wire. You cannot cross wires when there's only one wire. So here's what you do. Cassie or Sadie, I don't even remember which one it is. I, I'm getting it mixed up now. I un- We understand your problem. Here's what you do. Get rid of the dog. Euthanize the dog. And here's how you do it. You're not going to take it to a vet. You're not going to old yeller it in the backyard with a pump action 12 gauge shotgun. Here's what you do. Build a platform. Execute it as if it were an adulterer in the 1600s. Go ahead and put a noose around its neck. Put it back over its head. And just pull the lever and let it go. Then, if you, you know, the dog's no longer there, you can get Sadie or Cassie's name right. Whatever her name is. I think that's good advice. (laughs) It's aggressive towards the dog. (laughs) Well, well, here's the thing. In, In his... Email, it said, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, he use, he doesn't seem like he likes a dog. So I'm kind of removing two problems. I'm yeah. getting rid of the, the issue where they're getting uh, mixed up and also getting rid of the dog. Also sounds like the origin story of one Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John, don't, don't revel in it, okay? <laughs> don't, be ha- don't be too happy, you know? John Drew, good to hear from you again, old friend. I'm not going to say the same thing Zach did. <laughs> I'm not going to be as aggressive. I will say one thing the same as Zach, though. Yes, there's two wires. And yes, you're getting them crossed. So you might as well fuse that wire, those two wires together. Uh, (laughs) I want you to treat Cassie and Sadie the same. Um, Stop trying to differentiate them. Yeah, that's good. Um, fuse their names so they have one name now, and that's Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and good. then you'll call each one of them Cassidy. That's good. So you never get their name mixed up because you're saying both of their names at the same time. Uh, and you'll never be wrong. Then you can feed them both out of a bowl on the ground. Get really bit toward the dog side of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can let her use the toilet, I guess. Uh, what else do humans do that dogs don't? I don't know. Teach the dog how, how to talk. How fused do you want him to be? Is this like a human centipede situation? Oh, God. Ooh, again, 
it's like we said in Zach's, don't revel in it. Um, <laughs> but it's do okay it. to be weird, but don't be happy that you're being weird. But, what we'll but do it, human centipede style. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Maybe can join them at the hip. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll do that. Oh yeah, yeah. but suture them together. Maybe just like put a big like put a big band around them. You know, keep like them belt. together. <laughs> yeah, like a belt and tie them together. <laughs> And just go between treating them as a human and a dog? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whenever it works best for you. It's a cat-dog situation, but yeah. it's a human dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's a good one. That, that, that would make it easy. Just fusing them together and calling them Cassidy. All right, Alan, what's your advice for John Drew? Johnny, as my compadres here have mentioned about your wires, you don't have them cross. You don't, don't fuse them. You don't even have your wires plugged in, son. <laughs> no power. There's no, there's no power. Find Cassie's birth certificate. Change it to Sadie. Then start slowly changing every legal document that Cassie has to the name of Sadie. Then eventually you will be the right one and everybody calling her Cassie will be wrong. <laughs> I think it's a simple fix. And honestly, I'm not really sure why you needed to ask for our help. Go through the complexity and bureaucracy of legal channels and change her name <laughs> to the dog's name. <laughs> Don't change the dog's name. No, don't don't worry about that. They tend to not live as long as humans. <laughs> you would you want him to spend the amount of money to have that all that changed? I think so. I, I'm not going to say it's the only way to do it. Your only other options are to fuse them or kill the dog. So when you have to legally do one of these, <laughs> because that's how this game works. <laughs> I'm going to say mine's the easiest one to accomplish. We would like to remind everybody, as well as John Dora, when you when you write in for advice to the podcast, you legally have to do one of these. But you can do all of them, but you legally have to do one of them, which is a very interesting thing if you did all of these together. <laughs> if you killed the dog, attached it to the <laughs> sister-in-law, and then changed her name to the dead dog. I, She's got a dog know. carcass <laughs> sutured to her body. <laughs> Jeez, was he taking on its name? <laughs> you know what? I take that back. That's the best thing. To do. There you go, John. <laughs> really sound advice, boys. I, let's let's shake hands real quick. <laughs> um, but there you go, John. I hope that helps. Uh, I hope Cassie or Sadie. Again, we're getting our wires crossed. We don't know which is which. No way to be sure. I show them this. Maybe maybe she can pick which one she does, uh, seeing as she's the one involved. This next request for advice comes from one James. Uh, James asks, how do you like yourself? I'm a 27-year-old male. Here lately, I I just don't like myself. I'm annoying and I have nothing interesting to say. What is some advice on how to fix that? That's depressing. Yeah, James, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me go ahead and say, James, your email was very boring, very short. Really nothing setting you apart from anything else. I will say he's come to the right place, though, as we all just left that phase. Been there. That was a tough year for us. (laughs) Oh, but James, I'm glad you wrote in to the three wisest people, but the three most interesting people. So, guys, what what do we do for James? How do y'all help him out? James, the thing, as I'm sure my compatriots here would agree, uh, the thing about being interesting is not necessarily being interesting yourself. It's about knowing interesting people. So what I would suggest for you, James, is to go down to your local homeless park mm. and just kind of get into the culture. You know, dive in head first into what all the homeless people are doing. See what got them there, what ailments they have. Uh, maybe one of them has a severe schizophrenia. 
Uh, that's really interesting. <laughs> he has a lot of people around him. He's not a bored person. Yeah. You'll constantly be hearing from him. So And all of his friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just say immerse yourself in homelessness. I think homelessness is the most interesting thing you could be. Yeah. You know? Because there's got to be a story there. <laughs> not a happy one. <laughs> he didn't say you needed to be happy. Well, just no, interesting. Just interesting. Yeah. He said he didn't say, I'm sad. He didn't say, I'm depressed. He just said, I'm not interesting. Yep. And hey, getting some weird disease after a homeless man coughs on you. Yeah. And maybe catching a mental disorder. Very interesting. And maybe he accidentally sticks something in a random hole that you're not sure why it was there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Because you were asleep. And, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Don't worry about that. Evan got out of his weird, <laughs> uninteresting phase very specifically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan. How do you hoping James be more interesting? So Evan mentioned meet interesting people. I'm going to say carry interesting things around with you. Absolutely. Like, I'll give you some examples. You could be the kind of guy that carries and uses a switchblade comb. <laughs> Everybody knows that kind of guy. You can see him coming from a mile away, and everybody's got greased hair is gleaning on the sunlight. Yes, he is. He has got so much product in his hair, (laughs) and he's always flicking that switchblade comb open and closed. He's not so interesting. You have a switchblade. No, no, (laughs) no. But he wants you. He he wants you to look at it and think, "Huh, I wonder what that is." (laughs) Or you could be a guy that. Just carries around a lasso. Oh, that's actually really cool. I like that. I mean, you can learn how to go grab things with it. <laughs> yeah. What, just what lasso would it be things. like to just always be able to grab things in the vicinity of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From a little bit further than your arms reach. Yeah. As long as they're cylindrical and able to be grasped by a How great rope. would it be to not have to get up and walk 10 feet? Yeah. <laughs> Could you combine these two things? Could you have a switchblade comb and also a lasso? Would you recommend that? I would. Oh. Well, I would 100% recommend that. <laughs> that's that's actually now what I think you should do. Is those are those are two two strong choices that when combined I think gets him where he needs to be as Absolutely. a 29-year-old. Absolutely. That's good. Just the combination. Let's be real. He never said he wanted to be cool. He did. He just said interesting. He said he was boring, I think. I mean, I think when you read between the lines. Yeah, he said he didn't feel like going on anymore. <laughs> Jeez. If you read between the lines, there that's that, there wasn't that many lines. There was a lot of subtext there. <laughs> I was really diving into his psyche here. Doesn't yeah. live up to his dad's. Jesus, you know, tough. Well, here you go, James. Here's what I do: don't do what either of Alan and Evan said. Don't put any effort in. You don't have to go live with a village of homeless people. You don't have to carry around interesting objects. Here's what you do. Just lie. Just be a compulsive liar. That is as easy as that. You can make anything come true in somebody's mind if you lie about it. He's right. Mm. Tell them that you were on the top story of the World Trade Center on that fateful day in September so long ago. Tell them that that's the most, in, that's very interesting, mm-hmm. right? Tell them you were on the Titanic saving the women, children, and the lifeboat. You jumped in the lifeboats. You. You're interesting. You're you're not brave. <laughs> you were in the lifeboats. That's how, I mean, and also that's how you survived. I mean, it makes the connection. Be a smart liar, but lie. Tell them you were a stunt double for Nick Cage in the classic <laughs> National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. Tell them you drove light speed around a racetrack. 
<laughs> with Buzz Lightyear in your back seat. <laughs> you went to defeat Emperor Zerg. <laughs> Sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance. <laughs> uh, the point is, James, lie. Don't put any effort in. Just lie. You want to be interesting? Lie about it. I'd argue that that's how most interesting people are interesting. They just lie. They embellish. So there you go, James. Uh, again, legally, we have to remind you that you have to pick one of these, but you can do all of them, I guess. So either live in a homeless camp, take on the persona and lifestyle of a homeless person, or you could carry around very cool things such as switchblade comb or lasso or both, or you could just lie about it all. Just lie. There you go. They're dispensing wisdom for free. Selfless here. We're the That's sub- right. We're the wisest people. We're the sub- most selfless people. Yeah. But as we continue on... Uh, we're going to give out just a couple more wisdoms. So what are a couple one-liner wisdoms for the Saturday workers? They say the early bird gets the worm. But if you have a lot of bird friends, why don't you just all get together and eat a horse? <laughs> <laughs> you can make a bust of your head, but you don't want to bust your head. Walking around a construction site, looking down at your phone, um, maybe a stray piece of rebar sticking out of the side and unlucky wrong place at the wrong time and I did did you notice the gauze on his head wrapped mm-hmm. around his head yeah okay yeah. okay I just want to make sure we connect the dots there <laughs> it's words to live by <laughs> for sure wise uh but there you go uh if you have a hypothetical you want us to answer, you need advice from the three wisest people, or you have a subject that you want to know facts about. Questionable detour podcast at gmail.com. Write us. Tell us about it. Tell your friends. Get them in, get them in on this. Let's start a cult. But <laughs> the, the ought to be done. <laughs> Before you push any more narratives. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, Yuri. To increase the speed of the train. Yes, Conductor. The train is being increased in speed. <laughs> Yuri, uh, we have one extra feline on him. He does not have a ticket. He does not deserve to be on locomotive. Mm, do we say we throw him off? I, I, I think we'd be efficient. We cannot, we cannot stop the train. We have no brakes. This is Russian. No, no. Can cat fuel train? <laughs> We could throw him in furnace, but it really, really uh, not as fun. We can't see burn. Hey, guys, I just want to pipe in here. I <laughs> kind of got sent over here from America. Um, he, doesn't, just, he does not have ticket either. <laughs> I've been shoveling coal back here, listening in. Don't think we should throw the cat off the train. Just going to throw that out there for one. Um, I think there's going to be thousands of people not going to like that. All um. Right. Vlad, what if we put Cat in his hand and throw him off? Ah, yes. He neither have ticket, neither really doing good job shoveling coal. <laughs> Again, I want to pipe in. Doesn't sound good to me. Uh, don't like it. Just well, here on vacation. Listen, how about this? Plausible deniability. Tell him to throw Cat off locomotive. Mm-hmm. Seeing as I was the one that didn't want y'all to throw it off, I don't know why I'm throwing it off. Did you just hear him say he wants to throw cat I off? Hear, I, I don't speak English. <laughs> I, I hear him I hear him say he wants to throw feline off. Oh, hold on. I just heard you speaking perfect English there. <laughs> no. Okay. Yet, listen, listen. Here, you understand English here. Uh-huh. You do not throw cat off, we throw you off. 
you'll choose. You're not the martyr. You're throwing cat off yeah. because we can't get away <laughs> from this story. <laughs> Try to size this cat up to see how many lives it has left. Oh, go ahead and go ahead and throw it off. I want to say I don't like this. But it's I'm okay. gonna do we it. Anyway. Don't we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I sold my mom into slavery. We don't care. <laughs> we go a one, uh two, uh three. <laughs> it was a CC throw. It was not good throw. <laughs> it was softball throw. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the detour.